Welcome to the second season of the weekly Holy Reading with Bree. Each week, I guide you and prompt you through a portion of Scripture with the discipline of Lectio Divina. In this episode, I will briefly explain the process of Lectio Divina. Go ahead and get your Bible and journal ready, and I will begin by telling you a little bit about how I got here. Several years ago, I began studying about the spiritual disciplines, reading liturgies, and really beginning to fall in love with all of the contemplative practices. I started inviting a group of women over to my home, and we began practicing Lectio Divina together. This discipline really began to touch our hearts and really opened up a space for the Lord to teach us about His Word and His love for us. As time passed, life happened, COVID hit, and some of the women were not able to come and and join us. And so they began requesting uh, recordings of the sessions. And now here I am. I have gone through some trial and error with this podcast. I'm not a professional at recording or editing. I'm also not a teacher of the Bible or really anyone special. I'm just a woman who has a desire to read God's Word. And it is my desire that you will be touched by the Spirit as I read His Word and prompt you through praying his word. So let me just tell you a little bit about Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina is actually very much a part of Christian history. During the Middle Ages, monks would use the Psalms to practice Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina is Latin for holy reading. It is an un hurried savoring of God's Word. There is a process in different stages in Lectio Divina. Have you noticed the word Selah throughout the Psalms? This word is difficult to translate in English, but it carries the idea of pausing to pray, meditating, digesting, and personally applying what you have just heard or read. This is exactly what we will be doing as we practice Lectio Divina. Last year, I got a smoker for Christmas, and I started researching recipes, and I found that many cooks would use the phrase low and slow. The meat cooks at a lower temperature for a much longer time. And let me tell you, it is an all-day process. You don't just turn the grill on and you're done in 30 minutes. There are several steps and stages that you have to take the meat through. You have to be very intentional when watching the heat. In the end, though, it's totally worth it. The meat ends up tender, juicy, and savory. In fact, The meat is so tender 
that a young child could eat it with no problem. The practice of Lectio Divina is very similar to this. You can come to the meatiest passage in the Bible and not be intimidated. With this practice, you can throw out the expectation that you have to be an expert and just ask the Lord to teach you and show you. It is a slow, intentional process of letting God's Word ruminate in your mind. When practicing Lectio Divina, you're reading a portion of God's Word slowly, repeatedly, letting it just sink into your soul. Intentionally letting God's Word just ruminate in your mind. It is coming to scriptures not to gain knowledge or information, but to become one spirit with our living God. You don't need to be a scholar or a theologian, just God's child, ready and willing to receive sustenance for your soul. It is important to point out that studying and Lectio Divina are two completely different practices. One is not better than the other, and both are equally important. Studying is centered on exegesis, the explanation or critical interpretation of the passage. Lectio Divina, or meditation, is centered on internalizing or personalizing the passage. There are four main stages to Lectio Divina. Lectio, Oratio, Meditatio, and Contemplatio. In my time with you, I will always begin with a time of quieting our minds before we enter into those stages. This will be a time where I prompt you in quieting your heart, your mind, and your spirit. We live in a busy world, and we have busy lives. I think it's very important to prepare ourselves for God's holy word by slowing down and just letting the worries and the insecurities go and focusing on the love that Jesus has for us. So let's go over the four stages, Lectio, Oratio, Meditatio, and Contemplatio. Lectio. This means reading or listening. This is where you slowly read through the selected portion of scripture. And while you are reading and listening, you are going to watch for what the Lord is speaking to you from his word. He may not speak directly to you, but he usually highlights a particular word or phrase. Often, when I'm reading, my eyes want to go back to a certain word or phrase, 
It's as if my eyes cannot move on until I focus on that particular word. With practice, you will learn how the Lord directs you and speaks to you in a personal way. And don't get discouraged if you don't hear or see anything at first. Just keep asking the Lord to teach you. Typically, the passage is read three times, and in between each reading is one of the next phases. So after the first reading is the next phase called oratio, or prayer. You will pray the scriptures back to God at this time. You will focus on the portion that stood out to you the most and then repeat it as the Spirit moves you. Then the passage will be read again. And the next phase will happen. The next phase is meditatio. This is where you meditate and ruminate on the particular word or phrase that was highlighted to you. This is a time to journal and have a conversation with the Lord. This is a time where you might ask him things like, Lord, why did that particular word or phrase stand out to me? Or, Lord, what do you want me to see in my life? What does this mean, Lord? Or, what are you trying to tell me? Oftentimes, I will just ask the Lord, Lord, reveal yourself to me in a new way through this phrase and what you are asking me to do. After this time of journaling and meditation, there will be a final reading of the passage. After the final reading of the passage, then comes the phase contemplatio. This is contemplation and rumination. In silence and stillness, you come before the Lord and surrender and just rest in his presence. It is a time of surrender. When I think of surrendering, I think of a new pet that I have brought home. At first, they're unsure of me. The pet doesn't quite trust who I am. But after they've been with me for a while, there comes a point when they surrender to me. I know this because this is when they lay down on their back and just cease from trying to resist me. They lay down and just receive and accept the love and the care that I have for them. The contemplation stage is a time to do just that, to cease from trying, to cease from striving, to cease from resisting him. It's a time to just let him mold you shape you into who he wants you to be. It's a time where you just accept and receive the love that he has for you.
Let's practice with a short verse. Now we're going to skip the quieting our minds because this is just a practice. So I'm going to read Psalm 63, 1 through 3. Go ahead and turn to Psalm 63, 1 through 3. I am reading from the ESV Bible. Psalm 63, 1 through 3. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. Now you're going to pray this scripture back to God. Typically, during this time, the Lord is going to ask you to do one of three things. Confess, intercede, or praise Him. I encourage you to pray out loud. Praying out loud allows me to focus and stay on task easier than if I just left it in my head. I also believe that when we speak our prayers... There is a different kind of power that comes with our spoken word. So go ahead, pause, and pray back this scripture to him. So I'm going to give you an example of my prayer. I would say something like this. Oh God, I claim right now that you are my one and only. Earnestly I seek you. I come to you. Lord, I confess that there are times that I thirst for other things above you. Lord, pour into me a desire for you that is so large that my flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Lord, I know that your steadfast love is better than life. Teach me to sit in your steadfast love. Right now, I praise your name for your love never ceases and your mercies Never fail me, Lord. Amen. Okay, so after we have our time of praying the scripture back to God, the scripture will be read again. Pay attention to what the Lord wants you to take notice of. Watch for a word that is being highlighted to you. Psalm 63 one through three. O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, 
as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. Now is the time to meditate and journal on what the Lord highlighted to you. This is where you will ruminate and think upon what he is trying to show you. I would suggest journaling during this time. It really helps keep your focus. If you're having trouble thinking of questions or hearing his voice, roam your eyes over the scriptures. Read it over and over again until a word or a phrase sticks out to you. Go ahead, pause, and try that. So I'll give you an example of what I might say or the conversation that I would be having with the Lord. The word earnestly was highlighted to me. I would say, Earnestly, earnestly. Hmm. What does earnestly mean? Lord, how can I seek you earnestly? Will you give me a revelation of what this looks like? Oh Lord, I want to seek you in a way that is not flippant. I want to seek you in a way that will not be described as casual or light. I want my heart to seriously and forcefully pursue you, God. Then I was reminded of Deuteronomy 6.4 and Deuteronomy 13.3-4. So I went back and looked at those verses and began praying those verses to God. And then my eyes went to verse 2 in Psalm 63. And I used my imagination and began to visualize him who is seated on the throne. I thought about the descriptions of him in Revelation. And I imagined what it would be like to behold his power and his glory. Now the scripture will be read a final time. Psalm 63, 1-3 O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. Now is the time that we will move into contemplation and surrender. Surrender all to him. 
submit yourself to these words. Ask him to saturate your mind with the knowledge of his love, reverence of his power, and desire for his beauty. Pause and do that. So an example of my prayer in surrender would sound something like this. Lord, I surrender my thoughts, my ideas, my plans, and I lay them all at your feet right now. Lord, change me with your living word. I trust and have faith that your word will transform my life. I realize that there is nothing I can do in my own power to change. I choose to cease from striving. Lord, saturate my mind with knowledge of you so deeply that I fall in love with you. Amen. So now you've learned the process of Lectio Divina. I encourage you to go practice on your own with a few passages before you move on with me in Revelation. Because of the nature of the book of Revelation, I don't follow this process the exact same way every time. The book of Revelation is a tough book to go through, and I'm really trying to rely on the Spirit to guide me and how to prompt you guys through it. If you are new to this podcast, go back and read through the first 10 chapters of Revelation to get caught up. There are some guidelines that the ESV publishers are asking me to follow, so instead of re-recording the first season, I decided to take it down. I just want to conclude with a couple of quotes. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, Just as you do not analyze the words of someone you love and trust, but just accept them as they are said to you. Accept the word of God and ponder it in your heart. Richard Foster says, when meditating on God's word, the written word becomes a living word addressed directly to you. I know and you know that the word of God is truly living breathing, and a spiritual being. You cannot read God's word without being changed. May the Lord heap blessings upon blessings over you as you approach his word and take it to heart. Amen. Amen.